0: But yeah the great thing about Zoom is that it lets you uh, on the computer version lets you have your headphones be one output and then your I have a mic set up and you know the mic is also a different output and then a lot of software. Um, oh, apparently if you order something from the Apple website, you get a gift card. Really. Now, the craziest thing is, I know that's working. I know they're probably getting so many sales for that. <laughs> no, I know But you are. The people are going to spend three thousand dollars to get a fifty dollars gift card. I mean, bro, we, bro,
1: people pay, pay, people pay fifty bucks to watch a basketball player and a YouTuber fight, and also three, and also two fifty-year-old men beat the snot out of each other, hoping well, that one of them would kill the, the other for too long. <laughs> I mean, you'd be seeing Twitter. I mean, uh, again, the fact that a former basketball basketball player could say, I'm a pro, and uh, a pro who's only fought two people, which let me look up who Jake Paul fought, because I know, aside from Nate Robinson, I'm not even sure if his first match was even real. In fact, I know for sure it cannot be. He fought this man named... And Eason Gibb, don't know who that is. Probably a YouTuber. Point is, yeah, are no professional. Oh my god! Say that man's I mean. name again. It's A N E S? No, A A A N. God,
0: one song, okay. Gibb. Maybe we should stop. Eason Gibb. Okay, I was just messing with you. Is his name Stop it let's oh, stop uh demolishing this man's culture uh um, are you ready to start? I've already hit record yum i am ready okay uh you know we gotta do the drop. give me a second to pull gotcha. it up. you can keep talking though
1: no you're no you're good saying that no watching what Nate robinson did it was it was just rather amazing i I seriously could not t- take that seriously. There is no way that <laughs>
0: Like I was telling you off, Mike, I feel like I didn't know who this man was before this Jake Paul fight. That is the right brother, right? I always get them, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Jake Paul is the younger brother.
0: But I definitely thought uh, this was also going to be a pretty one-sided match. But the first rule of fighting is to never underestimate your opponent. Uh, Your opponent is probably going into the match thinking, you know, I have to do everything I can to overcome what they consider to be the giant uh and you know that I mean pride become be- before the fall every time I mean I feel like okay, he, was, man, he okay. just got cocky
1: okay yeah so here's the thing um to give a little background again I said Nate Robinson is a former three-time stand up contest and also in college he played cornerback at his college and he was great enough his skill level was so good that he was like great enough to go pro but he chose basketball so he's already super talented and athletic alone better yet again this guy is listed at five nine and he's doing all these slam dunks and whatnot so his physical ability is amazing but as you already know just just because you're a fantastic athlete does not mean you're gonna be a good boxer
0: for people that be doing all this heavy lifting and stuff Yeah, you strong, but you will still get your ass whooped. Like, don't get that twisted either. The only man who I'm pretty sure,
1: the thing is, I don't know if Mike Tyson lifted that much or not, but.
0: No, and I'm pretty sure boxers do lift for, you know, well, the bodybuilding aspect of it, because, you know, when you're a fighter, you do have to make weight and stuff like that. Uh, And obviously you're going to want to be able to output that kind of power. uh, Yeah. So, you know, resistance, training, and all that. Um, but I feel like a large portion of fighting is really a mindset, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, and I mean, it sounds funny, but that's what I'm saying. I really think really the main is. reason this dude lost is because his mindset was off. He thought uh-huh. he had it.
1: I don't know what Nate's mindset was, what, was at in the first place. I don't even know why he stepped into the ring to box Jake Paul in the first place.
0: Clout. I'm pretty sure he was like, I'm going to be the guy to knock this internet guy out. Uh, And I mean, Jake Paul is, I mean, maybe it was thrown. I'll get my tinfoil hat ready. Uh, (laughs) But maybe somebody did throw the fight. I don't know. (laughs) Jake Paul is definitely using this to boost his, you know, his look right now, his audience. Uh, But I mean, that's just the business, you know.
1: I have, dude, I have been boxing for only a year. Nate Robinson failed to even do the fundamentals that even a newbie boxer knows. Literally, he, he, I literally saw so many openings throughout the match where I can literally just knock them out. Either if it's an uppercut, uh, overhand, even a, a simple jab. I mean, at the, la- the, last <laughs> the last knockdown that everybody is making these memes out of, I remember watching that live. And I thought to myself, oh, yeah, that's the opening. Bam, bam. And that dude fell straight onto the canvas. I mean, bounced off the canvas. I was like, that was just too. too How often?
0: Yeah. Uh, The thing is, I mean, you see people get punched in the face. You know, it's part of the job. (laughs) But how often do people just get punched in the face and are unfazed? (laughs) You know, I could tell from that connect, it's like, ugh. (laughs) And this is not a guy who's used to getting punched in the face either.
1: Cause no, because he is a basketball player.
0: He is a basketball uh, player. Not but I saying. think that's enough on the fight. I don't want to get. I'm not trying to gossip <laughs> or whatever. I don't know.
1: I mean, uh, I I still want to just talk about Mike Tyson and how, not necessarily terrifying, but powerful that man is.
0: You know what time it is. We gotta do this the whole the uh tomorrow. the drops. Uh yeah. Uh so coming live click. from the seven That's five it. is the Victory Click podcast. It's me, your boy, the Prince of Rhodes, and it's also Tony Tone Tone Man. Uh What do you want to drop, Tony? Uh you got anything you need to plug? Everybody go check out my playlist on Spotify. Coming to Apple Music soon.
1: Nothing right now, I'm going to say is everyone continue to eat your veggies, take care of yourself, and appreciate
0: every single day. Yeah, that is definitely some solid uh, shout-outs because people are losing their cotton-picking minds. Oh, and I don't know if that would even be okay to stay on air. <laughs> y'all have lost it. Bro, I'm telling you, I
1: have never been – happy as I've been the entire, no, it's the entire ever since the beginning of summertime from not watching the news at all I mean I haven't paid attention to anything about what's been going on I've just been taking take a break I've never been happier man
0: yeah after and the election I just had to get away from the news yeah I, and I feel like part of it is like you know you want to be responsible and always be in the know but Jesus when you're in the know heavy is the head man like, oh man, is—I like, was becoming
1: one of those folk that was losing their mind. In fact, I was one of those folk until I took until I took that break. And ever since the past week, and you know, we've had some great sources of entertainment. You know, also some new music has been dropping recently. That's been great and pretty in, and pretty entertaining as well. You know.
0: Did you listen to No Ceilings three?
1: No ceilings. Oh, we need to talk about that. That negro. Um, excuse me. That man decided to drop his mixtape on dadbiff.com. And do you want to know why? Because them damn samples were not cleared. <laughs> <laughs> that quality was
0: hot garbage. You know, you and have- I was thinking the same thing, too. The thing is, he released one of the no nope ceilings officially. Uh, and, you know, everybody is starting to be that left to right now. Uh, Drake did it. Party Next Door did it. And, you know, the, those guys are kind of like in the same camp as Wayne. Uh but even who is the other guy who just did it? Uh, Future, Future yeah. released all his mixtapes and stuff. Uh, rappers are doing that a lot more now. They're going back, yeah. they're buying their masters and putting all their old mixtapes and stuff on air. Yeah. Um, you could
1: yeah, you could say that's a combination of a you know them smart and like you know them no longer younger and smartening up. Also. Accumulate the money well wealth to be able to buy their masks. So yeah, you know I was going to say, really it's really more it's like.
0: of that. I mean, I feel like most artists don't want to give that up in the first place, but it's like, if you can't pay to clear these samples, if somebody's like, yeah, you use my flute in your uh, song, I want $98,000. <laughs>
1: oh, easily. You know, I easily. And that's a like, I drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? That's why it is really hard to be, you know, independent or whatever out here.
1: It is like it really is. So that's why like you, you you kind of have to give some respect to some of these rappers that literally uh, defy what the industry does. And you see that the industry tries to slander some of these rappers or artists names whenever they deviate against the norm or they have a power play. You know, if yeah. you can use another example is Dave Chappelle. I mean,
0: and that's yeah. Look, yep. the boy, the man. Yeah. Man, I mean,
1: just look at what, yeah, just look at what he has been doing the past fifteen years, and... and the
0: thing is, he has always expressed how he did not feel comfortable ever since he's been back in the spotlight. He has always expressed how he has not been comfortable, um, yeah, with how Comedy Central is treating that show, and I already didn't watch it when it came out on Netflix because I knew that. Uh, You know, he he said it on Saturday Night Live and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, knowing Dave Chappelle isn't even getting a slice of this pie, even at this point in his life now. It's like, oh, my God, the story he told on, you know, that unforgiven thing Mm -hmm. uh, that was just so powerful. And I, you know,
1: now Sadly, I get to watch it. So, however, you can spoil it and explain it however you want to. I definitely like go back and watch it myself after this podcast. Just a, dis-
0: well, just a disclaimer. Uh, there's probably a lot of people who haven't seen it either. I wouldn't go and, you know, tell a lot. But basically, it's about Dave at different points in his life where he's gotten ripped off. And he yeah. said the first time was when he was younger. I think he said he was like a kid or whatever. You know, because he was doing stand up for a long time. One of the other comedians like threatened him, stole a joke, or yep. something. Um, mm-hmm. The second time he was out on a date, and oh no, 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 that's that's a movie, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was. Um, I forgot what the movie was called. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Continue with what you saying
0: He he was broke. He said he only had like twenty or sixty or some amount of money. Um, I still might be thinking about the movie, but. He he said something very similar. I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if that is where he got the inspiration from that scene from. He only had a little bit of money. He's out and about, and he wants to try to make more money. So he tries to, like, gamble it in the streets, playing, like, three-card money. The third story, when he's getting his deal for uh, the Chappelle show, he's sitting down in these room with executives, and yep. he's like, well, I remember the first time they said it, they tried it this way. The second time it was this way. And it's like, well, what if it's like those two times and is not any different? Yep. Uh, but he didn't have any really other options because he was broke at the time. Yeah. And then they said, he said he still didn't pay them. Even to nope. this day, he still hasn't paid them because nope. contractually they said he wasn't obligated. And, and, and that's where I was going to go next because
1: shout out to Cat Williams. He, he... He may have his crazy moments in the media, but do not doubt his intelligence. He made the point about Dave and how at that time with the Chappelle show, the contract, if I remember correctly, was, uh, I'm sorry, to like backtrack a little bit. He had over 19 to 20 like uh, different production companies tell him no because his pilot wasn't good, quote, until, you know, Communist Central just took a chance because he was considered a reject. So yeah. they thought the show wasn't going to make that much money. So they say, okay, we'll give you 50% of the proceeds. That show grossed, I think, over $500 million for Comedy Central. So therefore, off that show alone, he should be getting a quarter of a billion dollars. But he hasn't has seen a dime of that. And You explain exactly why. And there's a reason why, you know, he walked away in either '05 or 06 from just the spotlight in general. And guess what the media companies did? They, they, they said you'll be much- a
0: crackhead before you make it home.
1: Exactly, and they try to say he went to Africa smoking crack, and we're like, anyone with common sense will say, why would this man go to Africa, who Hollywood paints as a destitute, barren, poor land, to go smoke crack when he could just do it here in the Americas? Why would he go to that place to do it? Exactly, it doesn't make any sense. And so, even before that, even with his comedy special standups, um, I forgot which one he did when he was wearing the yellow jacket. I don't know if that's killing him softly or not, but. When he made a few jokes where he was talking about how, you know, I wouldn't exactly be too quick to call someone crazy is because, you know, why was Marlon Lawrence going in the middle of the street, waving a gun, saying they're going to kill me? And he said that Martin Lawrence is one of the toughest people he knew at that time. And he literally asked him in, in a hospital bed, hey, man, you know, how are you? How are you doing? He said, Dave, that's the best sleep I've ever had had in my life. So he saw that Hollywood was Treaties, p- treating our people Treating people a certain way so It's always doing to regular people LA is a
0: scary place And uh, I always I don't want our podcast to be derivative Of the Joe Budden podcast But um, You know they talked about that up there The streets is a scary place right now Rappers is getting popped left and right um, Oh man, yes. It's spookier out here Than it was in the 90s To be a rapper uh, Or really anybody for real for real and the times we're in right now people are getting real desperate out here and you know people are robbing people are looting people have been rioting all year people are desperate yep. uh, the streets is scary right now uh, oh yeah and I'm literally you know the police are just coming around to our jobs and stuff and it's like you know how crazy that is the other day when I was at work uh, this cop came in and was like, hey, you know, there's uh, a robbery, a string of robberies by two armed black men in your neighborhood. And it's like, oh I really didn't know how to feel about that. Because it's like, <sighs> to be honest, the the black men are not on my side in this situation. Uh, but I don't trying, feel like the police are in my... Uh, huh?
1: No, I'm saying like, they're definitely not. in the police... Are a little of people and, that look
0: like you. Well, and that's what I'm saying. And I, I really don't know how to feel about it. The police are not on my side in general. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but these other people are also actively going against me. And race aside, if you can even do that, it's like a lot of people are just on a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Everybody's getting their own guns and stuff. People are just... High octane, we need to de escalate America right now. No, there was a news
1: story I saw where it said firefighter shot for shine for trying to help a, a, a person, uh, I think, in dying health or whatever. I was like, why are you shouting? The you firefighters? firefighters,
0: no, They're they don't, they've been down. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, what? And that's it. and that and that like brings me back to the original point where I was like. I kind of stay away from news a little bit, just listening to some new music, looking at some like entertainment stuff. Yeah, because you really do need to take a break every once in a while, man.
0: Like, did we plug the Victory Click playlist yet on Spotify? Coming to Apple Music soon. Uh, we did not. If we want to get sponsored by somebody like Nike or uh, anything like that, I'll take a Nike sponsorship. Uh, I mean, I don't know who would turn that down, but it don't have to be Nike. If you sell. Bottle of water. I'll promote your brand too.
1: <laughs> yeah, we will promote a bottle of water. The water helps uh, people's health. Anything.
0: Hey, Dave Chappelle said it best. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll promote Coke. I'll do Pepsi. Whoever pays me the most, or whoever paid me the most recently.
1: That's why Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, is my favorite comedian because he gets so philosophical with all his jokes.
0: And I I've, I've had a hard time about that too because. People, you know, from time to time, have asked me wh- who my favorite comedian is, and I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. And Dave Chappelle, even back in the day, his whole career, he's just been funny. Yep. <laughs> like, it's like this man don't miss
1: <laughs> the whole the whole entire time. You Ain't know? miss, that- can't
0: miss. And I I would always kind of think about you know the most recent person who I find funny at the time like I did have a, a phase where it's like when I got into Cat Williams it's like oh yeah this dude is hilarious or uh, even like Gabriel Iglesias um, oh, and yeah, his like style yeah. of comedy yeah you know, I went back and watched all his specials and stuff he was pretty funny too um, yeah.
1: that man's funny Hamble Burrs uh, actually has oh, some underrated stand we listen to him
0: <laughs> and that's the only thing Dave Chappelle is like the Kendrick Lamar of uh, stand-up comedy, and I think uh, that makes sense. <laughs> yep, that brings. So please don't ask me music to explain it. <laughs> I mean, but look. Hannibal Burris though is probably like—I don't know—he's really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's, all, that's all y'all need to know. If y'all can listen to Hannibal Birds, you know he has a pretty um you know say unique style, but we leave like, when we understand his jokes, he would have you on the floor.
0: I keep adding yeah. him on Twitter <laughs> because I have that one line in one of my songs where I'm like in the rest, I'm a comedian, Hannibal Barrest. And I wonder uh, if he's heard that. <laughs> uh I it would be so. really funny if he put that in his uh thing, but he has Been very vocal about how it's pronounced Burris, Burress. Actually, how do you pronounce Burris? Burris or what? (laughs) I don't don't really. How do you? Hold on. Yeah. How do you pronounce his name?
1: Yeah, go. Yeah, go ahead. Look that up real quick. You know, because you definitely kind of tricked my mind when you said something earlier about comparing uh, Dave Chappelle to Kendrick Lamar, because I was actually listening to a damn last week and i was yeah. saying earlier to you
0: his whole catalog has been on rotation for me throughout this whole pandemic you know, i definitely
1: agree um i mean look I, I, like i said before i was listening to Dam, and i was listening to the song duckworth and you know if anyone has listened to duckworth yet i would recommend it because he pretty much talks about you know the choices that his father and the founder of his label uh top dog um anthony uh May resulted in him being a rapper. Um, he said that I in mean, the song, uh, his father uh, moved to l a with you know his wife aka Kendra's mother um, uh, to uh, to l a because he was you know doing some of the gang shit uh, out in Chicago so um, when he was working at the KFC in compton, uh Anthony, Top- Anthony Topdog, the founder of TDE, was going to rob the kFC so you know, to get on his good side, um, Kendrick's dad, Ducky, decided to, like, uh, give him and his crew, you know, you know, some free chicken, you know, like, like extra biscuits and whatnot. And people assume this because, you know, t- uh, Ducky was trying to stay alive. But it's a little bit deeper than that. Uh, the reason why, i oh, sorry, one of the reasons why uh, Ducky decided to give uh, Top Dog some free food. It's not because he wanted to stay alive. I'm oh, sorry, not the only reason why, but it's because he understood where TDE was coming from. He knew that this dude Top Dog was hungry, was tired, and all the time scared. So giving him food kind of let Top Dog bring down his guard down because he said, "I liked," because he said, "I like Ducky. He's a cool dude." Well, that resulted in the future into Kid Lamar becoming the great rapper he is through T- TDE. And had you know um, Ducky or Top Dog not been cool with each other. Ducky would have been killed most likely. And that's yeah. really kind of like the cycle of poverty and how, you know, men's pride in the hood and how a lot of them aren't allowed to, I would say, let go. Because TDE was a self-described monster. You know, he would even say that himself, according to Kidder Lamar. And I got that just listening to that one song about the cycle of poverty and how if you help simply doing the action, of helping someone out can save your life and can save their life.
0: Well, that's why you got to project like positivity into the universe, like in general. Uh, And again, you know, try not to internalize everything that comes at you, because a lot of the times the way people act is really a reflection of their inner struggles and their situation and stuff. And, you know, if you really want to level up, you got to rise above that. Uh, But if you want people to level up with you, you have to recognize that in people. But and I'm this, about to literally... pull up the track list real quick for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. We're gonna just give you the breakdown, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. no, to the people no, listening please. at home. Uh, and you know what? That was there anything is... we were supposed to say to our audience? Like, do we have any like, do we owe them anything? Oh, I'm I'm having a Spotify giveaway. Everybody yeah, go ahead. is interested sure. in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's interested, definitely you know hit them up. You now see which, see what you can do because hey. If anything is free, definitely take it, please.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I, I've been trying to give it away. Uh Spotify, I'm guessing, I don't know. Either people don't like music or uh people don't like Spotify. I'm giving to try to huh?
1: I say how about this? If you like give away uh free AirPods, I'm pretty sure someone would definitely take that opportunity.
0: <laughs> you know, I thought about that as well. Uh you know, I'm trying to throw a victory click party. I'm thinking about having prizes like shirts and stuff like that. I'm think I could probably give off uh, uh, a pair of AirPods. Uh, Yeah. see, Not a bad idea. Cost a lot of money. This party is probably going to cost a couple thousand dollars, but
1: (laughs) hopefully hopefully it'll be great marketing.
0: Everybody's invited.
1: Oh yeah. Now something you said earlier, kind of, uh, you know, caught my, i can say caught my uh, attention because the thing that you were talking about earlier about uh, like giving all the good energy, not trying to like eternalize everything was literally about, was what good kid Mad City was about. Another yep. Kendrick Lamar album where he literally said, Hey, I'm not trying to, you know, repeat the cycle of where I'm from. You know, you go to high school, either you join a game, do something stupid and die as a teenager. They said, he's trying to get past all that, you know, despite the peer pressure and choices he made. And it's like, every there's always an album is there's always a Kendrick song that relates to something that is something that all of us can relate to. It's kind of crazy.
0: I feel like any black person can relate to Kendrick just point Hmm. blank period something he has to say. And whether you realize it now or you realize it later, like, he has said something that relates to you. There's always a Kendrick quote that goes along with something in the, uh, the black version of the human condition.
1: I think a perfect example is that song fear off a dam where he literally Uh, describes.
0: hmm? I was going to say every song off there. And again, we can go into the breakdown, but I mean, and some of them are kind of obvious blood (laughs) DNA, uh, (laughs) you know, I element. forgot which one was the Element. Uh, well, how does that go? I
1: don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck.
0: I've been stomped out in front of my mama. Yeah.
1: Bitch, what's oh the hook for that? Dead. Bitch, ever got a step of pussy ass nigga? Yeah. I'm gonna make, it, I'm look make sexy. it look
0: sexy. Yep, okay. <laughs> yep, that's the one.
1: Hey, Some of y'all I'm can't a... relate to that, but
0: <laughs> like I said, if you get to that point, there's always something you can relate to. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, literally, I mean, look, let's just, I would love to talk about that song, Fear, though, before we continue. Because in the first verse, you know, he's talking about the fears he had as a seven year old or, you know, as a young child. Yeah. And literally, he had a fear of his mom saying, I'll beat your ass, keep talking back. I yeah. beat your ass, who bought you that? You stole it. I beat your ass if you say that game is broken. I beat your ass, you jump on that couch. I beat your ass if you walk in this house. Go back outside, beat your ass, little nigga. That homework may be finished, I beat your ass. Don't tell me there's not a single black person out there who has had a parent say something like that to them about any of those yeah. things.
0: Yeah, he really tapped into that bag on that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And and there's a second verse at 17 years old, like growing up in a hard neighborhood, he says, and his fears are thinking, I'll probably die anonymous, I'll probably die with promises, I probably died walking back home from the candy house. I probably died because I didn't know the Marcus was snitching. I probably died at these house parties with these bitches. Or maybe die from pressing the line, hacking I- I- two extra. I probably died from one of these bats in blue badges. And bam, and bam, these bats in blue badges. Yeah. Body slammed on black and white paint, my bones snapping. Police brutality. Don't tell me there's not a single black person who has experienced any kind of police brutality because we see
0: it. Well, that's the thing, though. Don't say that because that's usually the first argument is when people say, well, I haven't had any negative experience with police, so then they discredit the entire argument for it. Um, But more than anything, I think it's important that, people recognize uh, that it happens to other people, even if it hasn't directly happened to you.
1: A lot of the songs anyone can relate to because he's just, yeah. like I said, he's just, he is,
0: he is. Even if community. you can't personally re- relate, you can kind of, you still kind of get it.
1: i tell you what, there is one more lyric I want to point out just, just, just before you continue. It's on a song, XXX. If you ever heard that song yet, y'all, y'all should listen to it. And literally, listen to this
0: album. Was it yeah, been please. four years? <laughs> it's been three. Yes, but before. oh my God, it's been four years. Yeah, it'll be four years in what February? No, April.
1: Yeah. Literally in this second verse of XXX, and here's how our verse goes, and I quote, "Yesterday I got a call from my dog like one-on-one, said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds. He was sobbing, he was mobbing, he was belligerent and drunk. He said, k Doc, can you pray for me? I know that you the anointed one, show me how to overcome." Then Kendrick Lamar said to him, I can't sugarcoat the answer to you. This is how I feel. If somebody killed my son, that means somebody getting killed. Tell me what you do for love, loyalty, and passion of all the memories collected, moments you can never touch. And, he's, and he literally goes into detail about how he would literally do anything to kill that man walk to that court say, I did that. Ain't no black power when you're maybe killed by a coward. I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, if someone ever touched my brother in that type of way, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. You just be like, yeah, give me life. Yeah, literally, you know, it's like I got to give the man props. You know, he he put his heart out with his music and we all can definitely relate to it in some type of way. And that's a sign of a great artist.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, Kendrick and Drake are heating up the streets. I would, it would be really nice to get some collaboration, but if they're not going to collaborate, I don't mind some competition. Have I ever said my Drake, Kendrick nope. Lamar theory on air?
1: Nope. Nope. We yeah, have never yet. You need to lay it out for the good people. Okay.
0: So this is basically how it goes. And I'm, I'm sorry. I love J. Cole, but this is really more of a J. Cole theory. Uh, than anything um, and I don't really know where to start but I guess uh, you know anything about marketing uh, in the long run every competition kind of becomes a two horse race uh, or every market becomes a two horse race and in rap it kind of seems like we have the the big juggernaut Coca-Cola that being Drake uh, and then we have the underdog to be like Kendrick in terms of, you know, branding and whatnot. Um, And I'm not going to say they're the the same thing. Uh, They do make rap music, but, you know, their brands and everything are just entirely different. Uh,
1: You should, you should explain to them in terms of the status of Drake and Kendrick, in terms of like the body, like, who is the heart of rap game? Who is the soul of rap game and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, and that's where I was gonna go next is because I was gonna say, uh, even though their brands and kind of music they make isn't necessarily the same, uh, you know, they're at the end of the day they're both still rappers, and it's almost the comparison kind of gets shaky because Kendrick Lamar is a far superior rapper than Drake, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. Drake is a far superior singer (laughs) and Drake can't really even sing, but Drake (laughs) can make an R&B record and Drake can also, I mean, this is kind of like a fight between like Kakashi or somebody like that because Drake has got Mm -hmm. that, that Sharingan flow where he can, uh, where he can just take any, (laughs) any ethnicity he wants, any flow that he wants and just add that pop star touch to it. Yeah. Uh, and when you have somebody like j Cole in that next seat, right? I mean, cuz I think when people think of big 3 in this generation, it's not crazy to assume it's definitely Kendrick, Drake and Cole, right? Yep. um uh, Jake Cole being the third person, it's almost like it's almost impossible for me to say uh I don't see how people say he's number one. I'm sorry, because Kendrick Lamar is a far greater rapper than J Cole and Drake combined.
1: Ooh, <laughs> oh sorry. man, look, you're you're going to be pissing a lot of people off.
0: We and have like three and that's followers. Okay. <laughs> Get mad if you want to. <laughs>
1: and that's and that's all right though. We we welcome uh, people that have different opinions. Definitely shout. Any of us out to give your opinion? If you strongly like, disagree with something, you let's, can let's definitely hit me at,
0: at Twitter. Uh, I got Twitter fingers.
1: Look, we definitely have a conversation about that. You know, especially tell you what I want. You, I want everyone to listen to a Black Friday by Kendrick Lamar and J Cole, and tell me who killed it. Just let me know because I love to hear your
0: opinion. Kendrick, Le, no, I'll tell him on air. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Lamar J Cole made a great remix of All Right. And you could just tell if, you know, without even knowing what it was going to sound like, just hearing J. Cole is going to be hopping on all right, even if it was just a remix. Hearing that, you would have been like, yeah, he about to, he about to go. Body he about to go dummy. Yeah. He about to go as stupido <laughs> on the track. <laughs>
1: but uh, what did Kendrick Lamar do on Kendrick a Taylor Lamar?
0: took that to a different stratosphere and <laughs> back. He took that, he took he he oh my god. <laughs> and I kinda wanna play it because th- that might be the hardest rap song I've ever heard in my life. And mm. I don't even know if that's being uh over exaggerating. No
1: no no here's here's the reason why it's one of the best verses that you'll probably to th- think of a recent memory. Because Kendrick had Maybe three or four different flows on that one beat, no hook at all on that one beat, and killed every single. I'm group.
0: pretty sure he had five or six. Oh yeah, that's going cool. yeah, and look at out.
1: and he just kept on going like that, and you got me. That was one of the hardest things you heard that day.
0: And the thing is, and not only was it flowing like crazy, but he was mm-hmm. saying stuff that's relevant to this day, yeah. like the whole Donald Trump and Kanye West. Uh, all of that. Uh, yep. Yeah. predicted that Kanye
1: West would vote, would try and run in 2020.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if a lot of people were saying that at the time, but if anything, he called it. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, you never know. Kanye West might have told him that years ago. Oh, well. I mean these rappers do bump into each other a lot. They yeah. run the same circuits and stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, now now we're saying all this. Not to say that we think that Kendrick is better than Jake Cole, which you know JT just I'll uh, say confirmed that. But we're saying is is because lyrically and technically wise, Drake cannot is, keep up with Kendrick. No, you know,
0: not or, even the slightest. Uh, not even the slightest. And the thing is, Kendrick is getting a lot better with getting vibier on his songs, getting Rihanna features and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Weekend features, SZA. He's getting a lot, a lot better with that. Uh, But at the same time, it, if, if we're just talking about Drake and Kendrick, Drake has also got some pretty heavy hitters. Because yep. uh, I'm pretty sure he could call up Wayne and get a nasty verse. <laughs> yep. And Disgusting. Wayne... When Wayne gets in that competition mode, he is a different beast. When (laughs) Wayne (laughs) starts. Well, not even just the mixtape mode. Like, you can tell when Wayne just be flowing and just going off to make punchlines and stuff just because he can. But it's a whole different ballpark when he is actually trying to get at somebody. Uh, And I'm pretty sure the way that Drake and Wayne are just moving right now, probably even Nikki too, they're probably doing a young money reunion because now all of them are like independent. Uh,
1: And they're probably
0: about to just be beefing, you know, they got beef with the whole industry uh, for different reasons. Everybody, you know, has bad opinions on them now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have another kind of like business partnership or whatever. Uh, But that's just in the whole we can talk about the whole Drake versus Kendrick in a second. Uh, But my only next point is, is that J Cole can do that pretty good. But Mm -hmm. Kendrick is just on another level. It's just a whole different like ballpark. It's a different weight class. Like he, J Cole literally just can't compete with that. Drake can't compete with it either. Uh, And J Cole could try, but I think that's where it's almost bad. Because now, at least in the situation with Drake, it's kind of like you can say, "Oh, well, you can't really compare." Uh, let's just say a uh, a hood politics to a passion oh, fruit. Man.
1: Oh man, no, they're two totally different songs. But
0: yeah, or like don't, Marvin's don't, room.
1: Man, don't bring up hood politics because that's a whole different conversation about them lyrics. But or
0: Wesley's theory or. <laughs> even uh mad city
1: look now like you said marvin's room and crew love and passion fruit are two totally different heavy hitters like like you said and this is where drake shines the most is because of anything you you said earlier in the podcast was about marketing necessarily where your music is marketed to you know yeah like i'm not saying that you know Drake's music is tailored for more people because that's not the case, but his market was... Well, for, no, it is. Hey, that's exactly we're,
0: we're, what it is. His marketing is branded to be pop. Uh, and at no point in his career was he ever branded as a hard rapper. He has always been branded as somebody who could go pop in a second. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. The closest the closest time he
1: got to that was in 2015 when he dropped, you know, "I'm mean, Regents Is Too Late, and The Beef with Meek Mill and um, What Time To Be Alive with Future. That's when we thought, okay, Drake is turned to, okay, so he's saying that, you know, he's a hard rapper, you know, he's filmed himself a little bit, you know.
0: Well, and that's the out. thing, that was good for a little bit, but notice how he could not maintain that. When he started nope. beefing and stuff with people, he had to pull back out of that. He had to start dating some, you know, superstars and stuff to get relevant <laughs> again. Because in the actual arena of rap, he was not doing too great. And that isn't nah. to say Drake is a bad rapper, but the brandingness. Like I couldn't even imagine, especially not after hearing the story of Addie Don, Drake trying oh, to pop man. out what a uh, what a like a, a racial thing. Nope. Or right. something now.
1: And that's where now,
0: and I'm not trying to pick on logic, but that's where logic kind of also went off the deep end. Batman in one of those songs just literally just had a breakdown like oh yeah. Well, man, yeah. I'm biracial. <laughs> yeah, it was not- all- like hey <laughs> bro, song that's with not it. even
1: you need help, like okay. I'm looking at it real quick. I think I think it's a song with a "Voice to Five nonsense. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Cause I, I remember that song, and I was like, "Bro, are you good?" And make and yeah. make no mistake, listeners. Logic's first two projects, like "Incredible True Story" and "Under Pressure," were fantastic things to listen to, like fantastic. But like you said, some of his recent stuff, you're like, "Whoa, what what is this?" Now, "No Pressure" was good, but like the stuff from like everybody to. Confessions of a dangerous mind, you're like, hey, hey man, stop.
0: My favorite logic song to this day, I think, is still what is the name of that song?
1: Gang related? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great song. Like, that song was That wrong. beat
0: was yeah. Uh that that beat was something else. Yeah. Uh,
1: now now with that, you know, we definitely saw Drake go back to his, you know more emotional, softer touch with views. In fact, that was the reason why a lot of us, well, a lot of people that I knew, yeah, because it was like,
0: hey man. No, I think pretty universally across the board, I think when views dropped, people didn't know how to react to it. Uh, And it was just kind of weird. And especially because that whole roll up to that point, people were expecting, and I I think I told you this the other day, I think if views and Scorpion were to have swapped places, Uh, it would have been received a lot better. More life can stay in the same spot. But, you know, if Scorpion, this whole, like, beef battle rap album uh, were to have come out, that would have looked really good after, you know, if you're reading this and What a Time to Be Alive and that whole Summer 16 thing, that would have gone crazy. Can you imagine if Nonstop had dropped right after What Time
1: to Be Alive, like in 2016?
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that would have gone ballistic, triple, double, quadruple platinum first week. But but, and the thing is, one dance was good and all that kind of stuff. But nobody for us, that was our first introduction for that, and it was almost weird going back. You know, on when Scorpion actually did come out, it was almost weird to not hear any Jamaican Drake or whatever. We're thinking like, oh, he's about to have the pop hits, you know, the island vibes and stuff. Um, and it was almost weird to hear an hour and a half or however long that was and not, to not get them different vibes. We, I mean, he kind of did take it back to that old R&B style, but uh, I think we were expecting something like I don't even know what he's doing now. Now this man is just running around. He, One he's week fun. he's Arabic, another <laughs> week he's <laughs> it's from the tropics. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, island he's on. I don't know if he's in the Mediterranean. I mean, he was you know, talking about in, Greece a song ago.
1: I mean, just before I continue to like to respond to that, I think I know where the wave is going next. Which it has Reese here is just that going, you know, well, no, no, not not that. I was talking like in terms of what kind of sound Drake was pushing for next. And like I said, we're at that point, but due to circumstances, we weren't allowed to emphasize it. I want to point to my viewers, to the viewers also that Kinsley Lamar made a diss song about Drake in 2017 called The Heart Part Four. Yeah. Yeah. And if you listen to it, this was the single that was released before Damn. And people were, oh man, pissing is hard. No, he's talking about somebody in the song. In fact, you know, he literally said in the song, "Here's Lamar," and this is the thing with Drake that we talk about, how Drake tends to steal t- steal styles and whatnot. Or not steal, but mm-hmm. just go for like a different styles. Uh,
0: he borrowed. Here's Lamar. He's he sharing guns to.
1: Yeah, look at look. In the song "The Hard Part 4, here's some of the lyrics that Kendrick uh, said. He said. uh God damn it, where's the lyrics? I know, I know I found it. He said, they throwing me out, they throwing the towel. I look at the crowd. Now I'm like that. I look at my smile. I'm smirking, calm urgent, but urgent. that ain't the style. So, so many verses, you live in denial. So many verses, I never run out. You may go nervous, the music is loud. Ho, Jay-Z, Hall of Fame, just hit your punk ass down. Now, to give some context, at, at that part in the song, he has paper crunching the background as if Drake is trying to write some lyrics, but it's not figuring it out right. He's a, like, and he's literally saying that Drake has been stealing styles and going from style to style just to find out what the style is and not sticking to his authentic music self. Pretty much, he's been he's not a real artist, he's really, you know, like a tech Drake at the core.
0: And the thing and is, I, part of me thinks that is really true, but another part of me is kind of like, I know it also can't be true. Uh, <laughs> Well, for a few reasons, though, uh, because how many songs has Drake gifted to other people? Oh, plenty. <laughs> to oh, this plenty, day. Man. Are you kidding me? Uh, and to and the whole thing about ghostwriting, too, is that, again, they're not really from the same ilk. It's nothing for a pop star or even an R&B singer to have other people write music for them. Uh, but obviously, if you're doing with Kendrick Lamar and, say, uh, I always call him Schoolface, Schoolboy <laughs> school Q, <Boy>. <laughs> <laughs> shout out uh, Schoolboy school
1: Q, got uh, a Schoolboy Q, man, I love your music. We apologize for that.
0: <laughs> or even like a ASAP Rocky or Tyler the Creator, you know. Uh, But then again, that's kind of weird too, because I don't know, it gets blurry because especially when you get into like different rap groups and stuff, those, they be trading bars and stuff left and right. Oh yeah. Um, And usually when you get like a single or something, your hooks are usually outsourced. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the label will kind of force you (laughs) to put a song together uh and the label will kind of force you to use writers anyways
1: um, he's gonna re- reveal some of the secrets man
0: <laughs> well i mean that's what happens i mean you're yeah. product to them <laughs> they're gonna be like hey write me a hook and i'm like okay this sounds good but such and such should sing it
1: hey look which brings me to my point that i think about the kind of music that, that uh drake's label and drake kind of like release or co-signed for this year i mean pop Khan's album you know the jamaican sound he's been playing with even like you said you brought up drill which i think was leading to the next point about how the drill sound is really starting to take fruition over here kind of well things to pop smoke
0: which which and that's what i'm trying to get at though again with the whole i guess we can just start uh oh i never finished the j cole thing to make a long story short j cole can't compete in Drake's lane of making these hits. Drake can sound good on just about anything. <laughs> uh, he is just more palatable to more people. Um, and J. Cole, I think, can sing decently. Um, and just as a really good example, J. Cole has some very powerful hits with Miguel. That is a really great combination of you know, songwriting talent. But Drake can deliver the same kind of, like, banger uh, by himself. Like, without the assist of a, uh, without the assist of, like, Miguel. Because he'll just sing the hook by himself and do the verse. And he'll have an amazing beat behind it. Uh, you
1: can, you can actually make the argument that, um, I guess, I guess we could say that, j cole i guess is kind of the soul of the racket in a sense where he can do both he may not be the best at like the lyrical or the say the more emotional passion aspect or the love part as far as the hip-hop but you know he is a soul so that you know he he could tap into both um i guess you could say realms and hold his own in fact be fantastic at it you know we've heard j cole have great bars great lyricism great flows and also, j Eric cole can
0: <laughs> just as easily hop on a track with drake as he could hop on a track with kendrick
1: easily um, and now bear in mind viewers we are big fans of j cole make no mistake just that we think that kendrick has part of the massive lyricism part and drake is better marking himself like being the best romantic artist i guess that's what well, i guess that's no and that's
0: well and romance is part of it but it's not really even romance it's really just pop it's really just the sound the wavy the vibiness of it you know uh it's it's kind of like when some rappers like playboy cardi playboy cardi's songs are just pure atmosphere they don't have any lyrical content really at all uh yo
1: playboy car oh my god yo
0: but i mean uh, they're vibey and he just picks a yeah. mood to put the song in and he just carries you there and his songs are really more moods than they are uh his songs are really more moods than they are. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh,
1: then that's what to listen to for the words. Like I said they're all about having fun.
0: If that's how well, you put it. Well, yeah, you know, and that's why the his album was die lit. Uh, but uh, what I was saying is, you know, it's less about it's more about mood than it is telling a story. Whereas a Kendrick Lamar song, you know. Would be like, this time I did this, and some, you know, uh, and he would set or whatever for that. Drake makes music kind of more like, not like Playboy Cardi, but more in the sense that it's just kind of like a vibe, where it's like, if you're right. listening to Drake, why it's easier for him to tap into emotional is because, you know, that's the vibrations. You know, it's easier yep. to be a mood like you can remember when you were. Uh, sad about a girl, or you know, when you wanted to be really successful, or, or you know, um, where you felt like you were the man, or whatever, right? But Kendrick Lamar isn't quite as easy to put in those emotional categories. However, if you wanted to talk about topics and themes, you could very easily pick out a Kendrick Lamar song about police brutality, a Kendrick yep. Lamar song about black skin and it's you know beauty and stuff or you know fear uh,
1: politics what's going on the hood was like to be a kid in the
0: hood you know what's it like uh the financial struggles of being black in america (laughs) you know something like that uh but that's not so much of a definite feeling as it is kind of like concepts and you kind of have to be a great lyricist because you have to establish the underlying premises before you could even address the uh the thesis, you know, because it can't be assumed. Otherwise it wouldn't make sense.
1: I mean, I, I mean again, this, this is my last point with Kendrick, then I'll go back to my point about uh the new hip hop sound that came out this year that thing premises blew up in the next two years. In a song, I don't think Playboy Cardi can say, Ain't nothing new but a flu of new demo crips and rebloodigans. Red state versus a blue state, which when you govern them, they give us guns and drugs, call us thugs, and make it they promise to fuck with you. McConnell, they fuck with you. Obama say what it do. There's, there know, I is a You think Party could that. get
0: that off? Well, and that's the thing. And I I even hate that I have to mention it. And this is no this to anyone. But Eminem, <laughs> uh, did say it one time and it's like, what did he say on Rap God? He was said uh, I don't know how to use words like that. Oh, no, I don't know how to write songs like that. I don't know what words to use and when I heard that, for a second I did kind of stop and I was like that is a really good point is that most people would have a hard time even lyrically performing saying that let alone coming up with that as a concept you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah like yeah. uh and the thing is for me as a writer i and my engineers have told me this a lot of the times too where it's like you know i hear they'll say like i hear how you hear it in your head but it's like you know i might try to perform it straight through and I might forget that I have to breathe and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and God, like, I, I mean, it would be, I mean, I guess if you knew how the, an artist's mind worked, you would be able to replicate their uh, work and stuff, wouldn't you? Um, I,
1: mean, I mean, yeah, you would. But like I said, this is just so complicated things that we can spend a whole entire college course on, which is on rap yeah. technique, which... Which leads to actually where I reckon, I think was going earlier was I was saying that Drake really tapped into the the Jamaican sound, if I could say. I mean, with Popcorn's album, because that was...
0: That PopCon, album make was it so cool. wavy and I'm yeah. so mad it's not getting the respect it deserves. and I, That look, album I mean, is
1: great. There were so many songs in there that you can play at parties, dance with somebody to vibe to.
0: And what's crazy is it's because PopCon did what Drake did. And I don't think Drake necessarily stole the island sound because I think the industry was heading to that anyways. And especially because a lot more island people are starting to get on. Uh, And, you know, some of these, a lot of our Black celebrities now are actually, you know, they have Caribbean roots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, probably the biggest pop star in the world, Rihanna, Rihanna. exactly. Uh, Barbados. yep. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to necessarily say he stole that sound. I don't know. I, I won't weigh in on whether it's authentic for him to be using it or not. Uh, cause I think there's an argument that can be made for it, but there's also a really good argument against it. Um, yep. And I will say it's kind of hit or miss for me because I like one dance. I like Controla beyond that, maybe passion fruit and can like, you name another tone? good one? Oh, yeah, th- oh that's popcorn version? song. But I meant like ones that I know are from Drake. If you want to talk about uh, other artists, party next door did a great job on party next door three, introducing that Jamaican sound to his, Soundscape, because yeah. uh, he had not nice and all them other songs up there. Uh, well, nice, you rude. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said PD3, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: and stuff. even on his most recent album, Party Mobile, Loyal, that's the one. Coming way around, i loyal. Oh, that wasn't any better. Oh, that was
1: terrible. <laughs> Guys, these songs sound better that we're it to be. Listen to
0: them too, if you can't <laughs> be oh, interested. Yeah, but he does a pretty, he keeps that island vibe kind of throughout that and it's pretty good. Uh, and even the funniest thing is, is when I actually got introduced to Party Next Door, I actually got introduced to him through his like Jamaican sounding music. And I don't know if you listen to Party Pack, but he had a song up there. Don't do it for you no more. Uh, that one is good, but there was another song that he did with Murder Beats. Why did I say that so proper? Murder Beats.
1: Murder Beats. Mur- <laughs> a, a Murder Beats y'all. Murder
0: Mur- Beats. Yeah, I've been also uh, hitting the pen as well. So. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you saying, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, good. Um, but yeah, he did a song with Murder, and he killed it. I, mm-hmm. and it, he just flowed on it, and it was like, wow, this is really good. This makes me feel like I'm on a rainy day on the island somewhere. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the thing and is, I, those, and like, like, like to add on, to add on to that, those sounds are good, fantastic. Yeah, those,
0: and they're really good. And I was going to say, you know, it's great that PopCon is now on the OVO roster because to have the resources of a Drake, and the writing yep. of a party next door behind some I mean, of that authentic Jamaicanness, ness And a, I don't mean, you ever see that meme where it's like with the exaggerated swagger of a, <laughs> of a black teen? That's basically got, what yeah. Drake is doing. He's getting the exaggerated swagger of an of a authentic Jamaican man. But that pop punk album was great. Twist and Turn, All I Need. Uh, Drake was on those, and he sounds a lot so better when it. there's actually Jamaican people involved. <laughs> I don't I know mean, how to put I mean,
1: that. I mean, look the the amount of producers and just production that having to come with Drake alone for Popcom proved it was worthwhile. I mean, to the name other two songs, "Tell uh, so Me Love It" by uh, him and Jada Kingdom, yes. and "Murder" with. Oh, murder big
0: one
1: Yeah, that song is great too And also those producers, Boy Wanda My favorite song off the
0: album I mean, I love Twist and Turn But I actually, I thought Twist and Turn Like I said, Drake on them island beats Are hit or miss And I thought Twist and Turn was going to be another one of them Cash in Like that song he did with Party Next Door I didn't like it I didn't like the loyal really at all Uh, And I thought that was going to be another one of those With Popcorn on it And then I heard it and I was like, oh, this, this is something. And now I actually had already heard All I Need because that had leaked a while back. And I was like, oh, this is the only song I'm taking off this project. But Fresh Polo, is that the name of the song?
1: Yeah, Fresh Polo with Style G, yeah.
0: Yes, that song. Oh, my God. That song, I had to put that on the Victory Click playlist. Of course. Uh, that song I mean, look, would go crazy if you were in a club or at a party. Fresh lady, I mean, look, fresh polo.
1: Like you said, we had like That song said, is like a, been...
0: a turn up song and a twerk song at the same time. <laughs> I mean, just imagine the parties with
1: this music playing that are, that is yeah, drive me crazy. Then, yeah, yeah like, grateful, like, I agree dancing, for like dancing, twerking and whatnot, and then let's lead to the other side. The real party anthems, like the drill music, so with these drill beats.
0: You know, and, you know, I mean, and Pop Smoke is having a great year this year. And Drake's throwaway yeah. records, his little throwaway drill beats yeah. were pretty good. Yeah. I don't think we're going to uh, get a drill song on the album, though. Uh, Unless he uh, has a Pop Smoke. Here's the thing. I feel like he might have a Pop Smoke feature in the Tuck. And this that would be a really great chess move if he did. And he would just pick uh, the best beat to put it on. That would go so crazy. I can't even imagine what that would sound like.
1: Just a heads up, I would say, uh, you know, um, I'll say rest in peace, Pop Pop Smoke. It's a shame that that happened because he he was extremely young. And his even just hearing the quality of his last project showed that, you know, his skill level was increasing, that his music was getting better. His music was maturing. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, granted, I didn't like go to too many parties in 2019 when you first dropped, you know, Meet the Woo, but I could just imagine being at a party. Well, he was not
0: really that famous at that point. And the only reason I even really got on to him, I think he really blew up on that pop, not that pop, duh, uh, on that Travis Scott Jack Boys feature. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was definitely a nice. I remember hearing that for the first time, but that wasn't the first time I had heard him. But I feel like that was a really good introduction to the mainstream world, especially of rap. Because not only does he have Travis there, you got Donnie there, Don Toliver. And people were anxious to hear that. So that was a pretty good way to get introduced. But Nicki Minaj hopped on Meet the Woo. Or welcome, welcome to the to party. The, yeah, yeah. He's like one of
1: them. I mean yeah. I mean now I mean now again though, I didn't like go to too many parties in their first drop because I know he was very popular up in the you know New York affiliate area. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying like when I heard the first time, I was like, Yo, where's is this beat. You know, I was in a an alternate state of mind to say. And when I heard Welcome to the Party in Dior, I was like, Yo, this is crazy. This is amazing.
0: And the thing it's, is like, though, is that I, I I actually liked drill music before that, and yeah, to yeah. hear what this dude did to it, and to be even more honest, I actually think I came across Fabio Foreign before I even came across Pop Smoke, that's, and that's I heard him, crazy. and I didn't like him as much. Uh, but to hear what Pop Smoke did to that was totally something else. Uh, it's I, I a totally like Dior, unique. Welcome to the party. Just the drill sound. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because those are I mean both of those songs were great, but I remember like after that Gotti feature, I I remember waiting up until midnight to uh to download Meet the Woo 2. Uh and I, I put both I was at work, I was working overnights at the gym. Um uh, I put in both of my AirPods and I just let that album go. I qu- the Quavo future was great.
1: Oh um, my god, I forgot about that song Shake the Room. I co- mean, yeah. <clears clears throat> <throat> no, <throat> make no mis- Now make, now make yeah. no mistake, everybody. This guy is not a lyricist. We're not saying that. But what we're saying is his music is lit. Is just, it is lit. That's literally what we're saying. That it's, it is it is lit. Because all the drill songs that I've heard from British rappers, which shout out to the drill scene out in the UK. You know, but they just try to,
0: they try to do what Kendrick would do, and that is bar the song. Yeah, and that's but exactly nobody had ever utilized the Drill in that fashion before. And you know who is probably beating themselves up about that? Who? Drake. Because yeah. Drake probably, I would say, is the main reason why Drill started to blow up in the United States. At least that British-UK Drill. Yeah, because of the whole more life thing and then getting features from Skepta and stuff. Uh, when more life dropped, uh, and I think ASAP Rocky and Skepta had was it two chains or was it ASAP Rocky? Well, no, ASAP Rocky um, and Skepta have worked together, I think, on a few things. It, yes, it was on, you know, he
1: was on, um, he was on Cozy Cozy Tapes Volume One 26. Yes. I I remember. I'm looking up that, that song just for to keep my sanity right man i remember it was Skepta was on there it yeah. was a song um oh, jesus where is it
0: speaking of do you remember henry yeah i definitely do yeah, yes it was I'll... on
1: it was on it was on put that on my set and i was like who is this yeah. British rapper
0: uh but yeah henry uh is the guy we know from college he comes from the United Kingdom. Uh, he's pretty into rap. Uh, he shared a playlist with me on Spotify as well called His Homeland. Uh, actually, he put actually, me onto a lot of really good drill rappers. But oh I'm telling you, I feel like Drake is kicking himself uh, because he didn't think to sing on a drill beat, Can which in retrospect... That would have been crazy. Are you hearing these Ariana Grande samples and stuff on top of these drill beats too? Uh
1: sometimes I thought I was going crazy. Like I trying to think what what particular song was that? It was Ariana Grande. It was a and it was, it a was like the beat for Dior or something. Uh yes, yes. I was like, one of Ariana Grande songs has that kind of tempo to it. Not and, simple, but like that sound, like that cadence. It, it was weird. Yes. Yes. I forgot which song it was. No, and it's like my, I, sure. I,
0: my, I think it's Seven Rings. And it's like, my wrist, I bought it. Do you think? But the guy who's making these mixes, his name is Black Mass on Twitter. He's also the guy who did the whole, like, remember the uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire September thing on a drill beat? Do you remember? Yeah, so. And Drill might really be the next sound, you know. I'm hearing uh, people put singers and stuff over that, and it sounds amazing. I heard a Kim Possible remix the other day with the uh, Welcome to the Party Beat. Uh, I'll send you that on Twitter, and you can think of that, which you will. But when I tell you, then unlock a different, like, thing for me because it was nostalgic and it was lit at the same time. Wow. (laughs) Uh, but it was a, that drill sound is great and could you imagine if we had gotten uh, like fake love or something like that on a drill beat I, I, I forget right how now. fake love even goes straight in my face yeah could you imagine sure. that on a drill beat young thug on a drill beat oh my god that all crazy. that background dubstep noise that's when they smile in my face. I mean, I mean, I mean, again. that's gonna sound crazy on the podcast. <laughs> I should cut does.
1: that out. <laughs> he's out high, bro. He's out high as doing that. <laughs> now, look, um, yeah, so put this back in three, two, one. No, like I said earlier, the UK drill, um, rappers, I
0: wasn't gonna cut that out. Their
1: assistant. <laughs> the UK drill rappers. <laughs> Are, are literally great lyricists. They like say Pow Smoke utilized the lit and party potential in how psychedelic the sound is. I mean, which is so songs.
0: brilliant. And if for nothing else, uh, and I think some people are still not quite getting it because uh, a lot of people are riding that wave. But I heard a future sample over that, like future hopped on a, a drill beat. and Oh
1: my God, please send went, it to
0: me. Uh, my God, that it was so good! I gotta find it. Uh, please,
1: please find that yeah. send it to me, please. He, I mean, I mean the, the the thing is that we only tapped into the potential of the dark stone because No offense to anyone that's possible in the family, but he sounded like a super villain.
0: And that's what I was he gonna sounded, say next is that his voice like also was unique too, and it just is like you know when a rapper has that voice, and it just makes you. When it, it, you would believe him, if he was said he shot up a party. <laughs> yeah, what are you saying? Hey, a if he said he room, was on demon time, you'd be like, yes, yeah, sir, you are.
1: This man, they said the bitch of my thought. I could give you lit.
0: Oh, and he's I the mean, only, he's the only person right now who could have got that off. There's mm-hmm. nobody else that could have said that. And that would have been taken. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, this you got to sound like pop smoke to say something like yeah. that. The only other person who could probably get that off is Mike Tyson.
1: <laughs> like we like we talked about earlier man Mike Tyson is a tank but back to the pop smoke stuff look again man this dude you could call him was the villain of hip-hop at, at that time it's, it's a shame that he died you know it really is a shame but all I'm gonna say is when, you, when I heard that he died I'm not saying that I was not saddened I was just not surprised because the way and- he was rapping It was like, whoo man, I hope you don't go out.
0: (laughs) Well, and here's the thing, though. I think he was kind of emblematic. I think that's the word emblematic of the state of rep right now. People want to go out and party and stuff. But, you know, uh, even before the pandemic, we were going into a crazy year. 2020 was going to be crazy regardless. Uh, And people I mean America's been in a tight spot Anyways Uh, Did I say The P word or the C word again
1: Yeah Make sure you check it Uh, Yeah
0: People were doing pretty bad before The whole Plague I don't even know if I can say that Uh, But you know before what's going on Is going on
1: yeah, that's bad, <laughs> as put it. Before, what's, before what's going on, external factors.
0: Yeah, the reason we're all stuck in our houses and yeah. losing our minds. Uh, before all that started happening, I mean, everything was still kind of heating up anyways. People were getting ready to go into what they thought was going to be a record year for just about everything. Uh, the Olympics was supposed to be this year. And just a lot. It would have been a lot. Uh, but yeah not only that just the atmosphere right now anyways even before pop smoke and it was so sad to see it happen but I mean people always think about the drugs aspect of it and I, I, I've always had an issue with people blaming drugs for a lot of situations because uh, not saying everyone should just be walking around on drugs all the time but <laughs> I mean the amount of rappers that die from Overdoses is almost nothing in con- comparison to the amount of rappers that die in comparison to violence. You know, it, it, the oh, numbers oh, are so like wildly had, disproportional.
1: We, we've had so many rappers die from from simply killings in the past two years. I mean, just, you know, just during this time, I mean, King Vaughn, for crying out loud. Uh, I- Boozy, I, yo. Boozy, Boozy got, got shot, shot? yeah. Benny the Butcher got Sean Lake. I got got shot. Got made yeah, a that's... great album because he just dropped yeah. a new album, yeah, which was fantastic. By the way, it was that's a what I'm great saying. Production. Yeah,
0: people are desperate out here. Um and I was gonna take it back to even XXXTentacion. Tentacion. Remember what he was trying to do? He was trying to buy a car. They thought he had the cash on him and popped him.
1: I would just like to point out to the fact the idiocy the of him passing away because. Think about it. They thought that this man was carrying eighty thousand dollars in cash. Car dealerships do not take car payments. Well, that but that's the cash. thing,
0: people. The whole rap persona—you have to kind of flaunt that you have money and stuff all the time. You got to walk around with chains and stuff. So, I mean, you kind of become a target. You become a walking, a walking lick for some people. Uh all right. I mean and it's kind of crazy to think about.
1: And 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 the thing is I see what you're saying because even though common sense would tell you, he's probably not doing that because that's stupid. He's, most he's probably people, not
0: going into the mall with well, I mean maybe the mall, but he's probably not, you know, in an Uber with eighty K on him, you know.
1: That's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, literally, again, these people Usually, I make decisions on emotions, they probably thought, oh, he must have the money on him. I see in, in a video. Even though sense would tell you there's no reason for someone to have that much money unless they're in certain places. And one of those yeah. places does not include a car dealership. But to each his own, man, it's really crazy. Do people
0: even there. bring cash, physical cash, into a car dealership?
1: Not Has that I mean, ever they, been a thing? Uh, i'm pretty sure it was at some point like buying a really expensive car but it's like i mean checks i, I mean
0: were checks not an option
1: the thing is i don't know i mean some people can bring like five thousand dollars to the dealership for like a car sure but then i bring in half a million dollars in fact it's so much easier to do things online thing. versus carry the cash
0: well that's one of the thing i don't know if there was ever a point in time where people were bringing cash in any amount into a dealership beyond what they would normally carry in their person because nowadays anything would be on a card credit card or a debit card or something like that and back in the day people used checks people were that's the whole reason for checks maybe if something cost a couple hundred dollars you might carry the cash you might have yep i mean if you had money you probably had 500 bucks in your pocket walking around but i mean i
1: mean mean, you know cars i think only cost it like you know, a thousand dollars, so they can probably carry that cash with them. But even still, like you said, a thousand dollars was that much money, they're most likely not carrying that amount because that's a whole and you could of money. just
0: easily write checks. Yep. Uh, but of course when you're broke and you don't know any other options and you see what looks like a walking money bag, you're gonna try it. Yeah, you wanna
1: take take that chance. Uh, we have been Nipsey. going
0: on on this one for a while, though. But I do kind of want to end with my story uh, sure. about how I almost didn't meet, or I almost did meet Pop Smoke. Uh, did I ever oh, tell you this? No, nah, you never told me. Go ahead, man. Uh Share. This is a random Saturday. Uh, there's this girl I follow on Instagram, and she was just like pop smoke is in Newport news. And I was like, what? Uh, And if you're from the seven, five, seven, you know what that means, but he was here, he was in VA. Um, And I was like, Oh word. And it wasn't like a concert or anything. He was just at DTLR at the store. He was doing a pop-up and he was just taking pictures with people who were buying his album and stuff. And, you know, um, sign an autographs and that kind of thing. I was like, Oh, bet. I'm definitely going to go up there and check this out. Uh, I remember I hopped in the shower immediately, got dressed, drove up there, drove, uh, dang. And I think this is Saturday right before uh, people started going out and stuff. So I kind of hit a little bump of traffic, kind of got through that, went to the wrong store, went to the wrong location, came to the right location, like uh, about 20 minutes later, just as I pull up, I walk in the door and I see this big sprinter van pull off and it looks like a luxury sprinter van. And I was like, hey, is the pop smoke thing still happening? He was like, no, that's his bus right there. And I was like, oh no. And I remember I was like, dang. Uh, And in my head, I'm like, you know, I'll probably be able to meet him in something in the water uh, this year. And not only did something in the water not happen, but he literally got shot a week later.